Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode three of WineWise. This is a podcast where we talk about everything and anything, and no topic is of limits. I'm Maria. And I'm Caitlin. And today we're going to be talking about breakups, rejection, etc. I don't know what else, whatever else goes with that topic, everything. I don't know. Yeah. So subscribe to our podcast for new episodes every Monday. Before we start, we need to make a disclaimer. Maria nor I are in any way, shape, or form a professional. Just a couple friends giving each other advice. Yeah, definitely not professionals. We're just well-lived young ladies. (laughs) As you guys know already, because this is the third episode, uh, we do a little section about the wine we're drinking. And so today I'm actually drinking wine, which is kind of surprising. Today I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, things change. (laughs) So I'm drinking one of my favorite wines and I actually have to give it up to my brother-in-law for recommending this wine, which is nice. Crimes and this is the vanished. So this is a blend that is brooding with richness. <laughs> like the wine rations served on convict ships. Ships. I can't say that word. Every sip deserves to be savored. I don't know what that has to do with convict ships, but okay. All right. I'm just gonna move on. It's a. Do you, do you savor your conviction? I I I don't know. I guess it depends on if you're proud of the crime you committed or not. Well, I mean, if I'm caught because of the crime I committed, I'm not gonna be proud of myself. That depends on who I'm murdering. I okay, <laughs> but I don't want to be caught though. I I I would catch a murder charge for for a couple of people. And no, I wouldn't. I don't care how much I hate them. I wouldn't. I would kill them, but then I would run away. <laughs> Probably ask my dad how to get rid of a body. I kind of know, but I'm definitely taking your dad into my list. Be like, Chris, how do you get rid of evidence? <laughs> uh, just I know, guys, we're not going to commit a crime or a murder. Well, at least not right now. So let's just... Roll with it. The the directions America is going, I might not have a choice. True, 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 true. Well, I'm not drinking wine. I'm drinking the Smirnoff Red, White, and Berry with just some plain old seltzer water and some pomegranate mixer because I needed liquor today after my day at work. So, yeah. I have one. I just needed the fucking liquor. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She needed something hard and she went with Smirnoff. Yeah, I did. (laughs) Hey, just be grateful I wasn't drinking it from the bottle because I only had about two shots left. Okay, so at least I mixed it. Yeah, I don't have the time to repeat everything I said. It is almost 10 o'clock at night and I want to go to bed. Um, So if you... Watch, listen to the beginning of our last podcast. You will hear us list some resources, petitions, places to donate, places to shop um, to help support Black Lives Matter and Black people and just, you know, be an ally for them. 
So yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have all the links uh, in our social media, which by the way, we still haven't done, uh, but we'll have them there and also in a podcast. So you guys can check those out. So now moving on to the actual um, reason why we, why I wanted to do this podcast and it's kind of because I need advice. <laughs> I kind of have a kind of no I really do have a crush on this dude I'm not gonna say his name <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna call him D so I have this crush on this dude right and we've been we've been emailing because I don't have his phone number there's no conflicting anything anymore anyway with this dude I'm actually scared out of my life that he's gonna reject me whether he does or not, <laughs> I like I care, obviously, but I'm gonna move on. But like, okay, but has have has he shown any signs towards rejecting you? Like, is he trying to actively avoid lengthy conversations with you? Is he only trying to do small talk? Like, is he trying to get out of conversations? Like, those are all things that would make me think that he wants nothing to do with you and if he wants to have these lengthy conversations with you then he obviously sees something in you like yeah so here's 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 my thing because of our <laughs> unusual situation it's not that unusual to me but whatever that's not important because of our situation i i don't know if it's just me inside my head being like no, he's actually interested in me because we've been talking for like a month now. We've been emailing. It's not the same as talking on the phone, but still it's conversation. And he keeps up the conversation. He asks questions. He's, you know, like he's interactive. He's interested in you, you fucker. Right? Right? <laughs> like, that's what I think. And then my friends are like... Like, he might be interested, but he's just a nice dude. He's just keeping up the conversation. It's not that important. And I'm like, but why Why is somebody like him gonna talk with, with, with me, you know? Like, why is somebody that used to be my teacher gonna talk with me now that I'm not his student anymore if he's not interested? Exactly, exactly. Right? Like I call bullshit on that statement. Some serious fucking bullshit on that statement. He's fucking interested in you. Just fucking ask him out. God damn it. Well, I mean, technically I can ask him out and <laughs> there's nothing we can do right now. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just, Toronto is finally starting to open up again. So maybe we'll have the chance to. Uh, but honestly, that that conversation that I've had with my friends where they've been like, mm, I don't know if it's interested or not, because they're like, well, we're not reading the conversations because I'm not going to fucking give them the conversation. They're like, we're not reading the conversation. We don't know if he's interested. And I'm like, but why is he going to keep talking to me? <laughs> Yeah, like if he was still maintaining a teacher student relationship, he wouldn't be talking to you that often or long conversations. Like it would be small talk, like, mm -hmm. how are you? That's about it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. And we actually did a Zoom meeting too. Because my excuse was to show him a music video that was actually really good. <laughs> And so we did a Zoom meeting and we talked for an hour 
we barely saw the freaking music video and we talked about everything yeah he 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 is interested thank you i feel like a goddess again (laughs) he is interested yes thank you that's what i needed somebody to tell me that like yeah there's some interest in there that's what i'm here for i am here for good advice that i don't follow honestly i like so for me to actually and you know this about me like i can like i can like a dude and be like "Hmm, i want to take him to bed which i never do i i i'm all talk tyler in la who is engaged i stopped after i knew he was engaged let me just put that out there But he was very cute, and he was he was ple- he was very flirty too. Let, let's he be real. He was free dessert every time we went there. <laughs> God damn it! I want to go back. I want a cotton candy tower again. Same, same. I want it too. It's a uh, oh, what was the name of that restaurant though? Saddle Ranch. Yeah, on on Sunset. On when Sunset, it, it was on Sunset yeah. Boulevard, and it was Saddle Ranch. Yeah, they have one in yeah. um, they have one in Universal. Um, on the Universal City Walk, right before you go into actual Universal Studios, they have a saddle ranch, and then they have the one on Sunset. We went to the one on Sunset, which I want to go back now that I'm legal to drink, so I can be there after ten o'clock at night. Can we, for God's sake, go? I need a break, and I need to go to LA. I need a fucking vacation. Let's get, make your brother come and let's just go get drunk together. That's going to be so fun. I need a fucking vacation. I need California beaches. I need California sun. I need California. I'm just, I'm going to piss everyone from California by saying this, but you need the Costa Rican sun and the Costa Rican beaches and the Costa Rica bitch. (laughs) What I'm saying is if I burn in 10 minutes outside in the California sun, do you really think I'm going to last 30 seconds in, Cal- in fucking Costa Rica? You're going to be freaking ta- toasty, tasty. Well, I mean, you're, you can be tasty, too. We're going to put that barbecue sauce on you. It's going to be cool. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I have told TJ many times, and I will tell you, no food. No food products. I don't want them on me. Oh. Oh, okay. My mind... <laughs> My mind went blank for a second. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> so yeah, that this this has been the entire podcast. Thank you for coming. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I needed. Somebody to make me feel like a freaking goddess. I swear to God. Cause I was I wasn't feeling down about myself, but I was like very nervous. And now I'm like you know what? If he likes me, good. And if he doesn't, I'm just gonna move on. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. Then you can move on to my brother. Your brother is a fucking wuss. I love you, Taylor, but you're a wuss. <laughs> Here's my thing with Taylor. I love him dearly. You know that. He is part of your family. I love you. I love him. He's an amazing friend. I talk to him all the time. But I honestly, I just want you 
to be my sister-in-law. God damn it. I can be your sister without being your sister-in-law. I'm technically your sister already. Your parents can adopt me anytime they want. I don't think you can actually adopt somebody over the age of 18. No, they can't. <laughs> but people, it doesn't have to, it doesn't need to be legal. <laughs> we can just put it to pen and paper. It's going to be cool. I mean, he knows he's always going to have me. Whether something happens between us or not, he's always going to have me by his side. I hope he knows that. I'm just going to text him <laughs> and tell him, like, I hope you know this, bitch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. He should. He's just very distrusting of people. I think I've proven myself some with whatever fucking times that I've had to be there for you guys without actually having to be there. Yeah. To be there. You've, out of all my friends, have probably been the most involved consistently in my family and in my life. So I think that in turn makes my family trust you. But you know what? I'm proud of you that you haven't given up even with everything. That's very good on you. It's this week has been the hardest week by far since since all of this started. This week has been the hardest week. Like I literally was driving to go get TJ and I almost started crying. Like I don't know why. Probably because I was Yeah, it's just the it's just the pressure of everything. I mean, I was probably angry at work. I was angry at Matt. I was angry at school. I was I was just angry and I just wanted to fucking cry. Like I just I don't I want a fucking break. Like I just want a break. I wanna go ride my horse. I wanna get stress out. I, I just I don't wanna do this shit right now. But and like I need to and I have to and I can't let myself go. Like, I just, I can't. I feel like it speaks highly of how far you've come. I'm so proud. I'm not crying in school. Anyway. (laughs) I, I, I mean, you saw me. I gave up for a whole month at cinema. I just fucking gave up. Like, I didn't show up. I didn't. I think at one point, all of us <laughs> kind of gave up. This is true. It was a hard, it was hard. It was a hard school. But, uh, no, there was, it, it was almost a whole, like, fucking month. It was the two weeks of hair. And then I skipped so many fucking days in airbrush. Like, I just, it was like a whole month that I was just like, fuck this. I'm not going. Granted, I was also very, very sick. Um, that's when I was throwing up, like, every time I would stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get in a car and Uber it to a doctor's appointment or whatever. Like, I would just fucking puke. So I was very actually... (laughs) (laughs) Or get in my car and puke the entire time. Your car and just... It was was a hard month. That was a hard couple months. It was the first couple months I was there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 there were the first first months. It was the first two months I was there. Because I missed a lot of days in um, the first beauty class we had, too. I don't think we expected makeup school to be like we're yeah we're like we're not we're not it sounds like we're we're very privileged um but it was actually pretty hard school I mean now comparing now like (laughs) makeup school to what I'm doing right now I'm like (laughs) the fuck (laughs) why is everything so hard (laughs) oh yeah compared to a normal college degree it is not as as hard but but damn we put a lot of hours it is yeah it's hard in a completely different 
way. Um, And they will drill and drill and drill into your head that there are a million of you. So if you don't bust your fucking ass and work yourself literally in almost to death and don't sleep, you are not going to make it. Yeah. And that is why I don't do makeup. You know what? I kind of lost the passion for, for beauty makeup. Not not because of school, but I lost it when yep. I was working back in Costa Rica. I just kind of lost it. I didn't find it again. I was talking to my mom. This has turned into career talk instead of relationship talk, but whatever. Okay. Um, I was talking to mom about it, and I was like, you know, actually going out in the world and working made me hate what I was doing. I was like, I didn't want to do it anymore. I had no drive to do it. I didn't want to come home and sculpt. I didn't want to come home and draw. I didn't want to come home and put makeup on myself and feel pretty. I didn't want to do anything that revolved around makeup because I was so disgusted by the industry and I hated it. And I was so tired of fucking applying to 200 jobs a day and the same 200 fucking jobs a day and not getting a single goddamn one. I was like, I can't do it anymore. I said, the only job where I have ever had fun doing makeup is terror behind the walls. Yeah. I'm like, that is the only job I have ever had fun doing my job. I was like, and and I was like, and that's the only job I make money doing what I love. I was like, I can't pour thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into a career that's giving me a penny back. Yeah. Or nothing. Half the time you don't get shit. My internship in New York was $75 a week. My train ticket up there once a day was $35. Yeah, no. Like, I I, I couldn't do it, especially after that internship and how they treated me. I was like, I can't, I Jesus can't do Christ. this. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I understand the production and I understand timelines and I understand that directors and producers don't understand how makeup works and don't understand what happens when they change their minds and you have to start over and they don't understand that. But I cannot take it when you do not take my knowledge seriously. When I tell you that that is not possible in 24 hours and that I have to sleep to be able to give you a good product when you don't listen to me and you don't say, I understand what can we do that will work along the lines of what I want. I can't work with you. And unfortunately, 90% of the industry is the people who say, I don't care. I want it this way. Yeah. But you know what's funny? Not like, I mean, there's the exceptions, obviously, but like 90% of those people are the people that are starting off in their production uh, company or their production life, whatever it is. I've had, it's been what, like a decade of me working as a makeup artist before I, it was like seven years before I went to cinema makeup school. I already had a fuckload of experience. Every single time 
that I worked after that with with titles from London, from Costa Rica, and from LA, people didn't want to pay me what I deserve to be paid. Let's start there. Second of all, they were like, no, but this is how I've seen other other makeup artists do it. And I'm like, go call your makeup artist. Yeah. Call them and then come and tell tell them to come and tell me to my face what they're doing to see if the safety procedures are okay. Because that's one of the things that we learn a lot in L.A., especially in L.A., because you're going to get sued. Uh, come and tell them if they have the same experience or the same knowledge that I have, because they're not going to. Did they even go to school for this? Like Exactly. Like, you can learn a lot of stuff. You can learn a lot of stuff on YouTube, but it's not the same as getting drilled every fucking day about the safety of things that you need to use and how to use them. Absolutely not. That's what pisses me off about the makeup industry so much now is that you can post a couple pictures on Instagram, literally two pictures on Instagram, and call yourself a professional makeup artist. I'm sorry. You can be a makeup artist and be self-taught. You can. Don't get me wrong. I know plenty of people, especially people who work at Terror, who are self-made, self-taught makeup artists, and they are some of the best makeup artists I know. But they have been doing this for years and they have been working their ass off for years and you don't see them overtly do this shit just on only on themselves and say, I'm a professional makeup artist. I'm a professional makeup artist. They show their shoots. They show their videos. They, they show everything. They show their professional work. If you are hired by a professional to do a photo shoot, to do a wedding, to do prom, to do a movie, to do a TV show. You are a professional makeup artist. If you are sitting at home and doing your friend's makeup for fun, you are a makeup enthusiast. You love to do makeup. You want to make a career out of it. But until you start booking those gigs, you can't call yourself a professional makeup artist. You can call yourself a makeup artist. You cannot call yourself a professional makeup artist. Two different things. And also, guys, like beauty makeup, it's it's not like the safety regulations as not they're not as hard as they are with professional special effects. That is a completely new level of safety that you need to have. And you need to remember every fucking time that you're going to do anything with special effects in a professional level. I have plenty of friends in Costa Rica that they're like, I'm a special effects artist. And I'm like, but are you a professional? <laughs> Those are two different things. Right, 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 right. Like if you walk onto a set with cotton, cotton balls and latex, if you walk onto a movie set with cotton balls and latex, they will laugh in your face. Oh, you're getting fired. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they will sure. laugh in your face. If you don't have a prose transfer, if you don't have a silicone, if you don't have a gelatin, if you don't have a foam latex piece, you are getting laughed at on a professional set. Yeah. Also, since this uh, since this situation right now in the United States about Black Lives Matter, if you call yourself a makeup artist or a professional makeup artist and you do not know how to do black skin, you are not a professional makeup artist or a makeup artist. It's not how it happens. If you don't know how to do any skin tone other than fucking white, you don't have 
any right to call yourself a makeup artist. I'm sorry. You don't have any right to call yourself a professional makeup makeup artist, let alone a makeup artist. Sorry, you don't have any right. You need to learn every skin tone, every undertone, how to mix those from fucking primary colors. We had to learn how to mix skin tones from red, blue, and yellow. Jesus Christ, yeah. Okay, um, let's go on to breakups. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a little update in our lives. What's up? <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about breakups. So whenever you have been broken... So here's my thing. I don't think I've actually have been hurt, that hurt. So my first boyfriend, when he broke up with me... I was kind of over it by the next day. I just, I cried for the night and I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm not crying for this dude anymore. And I just kept going like nothing had ever happened. (laughs) And to my second boyfriend-ish, which was the LA dude. uh, You mean the one that lasted for what? Three weeks? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He... He actually went to drop me off at the airport. He was very sweet. I'm never going to deny that. He was very sweet. No, he, he was nice. Yeah. It was a distraction of our relationship, but he was very nice. <laughs> he was a very nice distraction. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we broke up when I was going back to Costa Rica. So, well, technically we didn't break up. We kind of had a long distance thing, but <laughs> not really. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot about him, to be honest. I was just thinking. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't do anything with anybody else. I just, you know, we were talking on, we were talking on Snapchat mostly because I wasn't going to text him. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. You ghosted him. I didn't ghost him. We, like, we talked a lot actually we actually talked a lot we just kind of left it at a friendship when i went back to costa rica and we still kept talking and then he was like you know what i like two months later he's like i don't think this is right for us we're probably never going to see each other again let's just break this off and i'm like okay cool bye (laughs) yikes Um, So here's my thing. I can give you all my love. I would literally give you all of myself to you. But the second I don't want anything with you, you are done. Done to me. You're dead to me by that point. I'm like, peace. Oh, yeah. I pissed you off once in school and you didn't talk to me for two weeks. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with the did we talked about him? Oh yeah, my my friends with benefits dude. Oh yeah. He like he actually kind of broke my heart. Like it hurts me to admit it, but he kind of did. He kind of really truly did. Uh cuz I actually see saw a lot of future for us. Anyway, that's not the point. Um but you know, he's dead to me right now. So yeah. All right, I have questions about breakup. Ooh, give it to me. Kind of. It's like deep reflection. Oh, shit. We're going to get deep, deep, deep. We're going to get deep today. (laughs) 
We're going to get deep today. Okay. What did you learn about how you handle conflict? <laughs> I can murder someone. That's what I learned. <laughs> you learned that you don't handle conflict. <laughs> no, you know what? I think when I was younger with my first relationship, I was 20. I didn't handle that the best way that I could have. Um, the New York one, well, the friends with benefits one, I think I learned <laughs> that I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, that's, that's cool. So yeah, I learned that I gave myself, myself way too easily to someone that didn't deserve me. So yeah. I guess I learned, like, at least how I handle conflict, definitely in the past. I'm doing a lot better now. I will say that I'm handling conflict a lot better. Um, I learned just through therapy and through self-reflection, I guess. I learned that I was holding so much resentment over what happened to me in high school and middle school and elementary school as a kid growing up like what happened to me with people and how they treated me i was holding that resentment against the people i was in a relationship with and any time that they showed any sort of anger towards me i would double that anger because i was like fuck this i'm not going through this again you're treating me just like these people all because i was holding on to resentment and being bitter i was so bitter about what happened to me that I took it out on the people I cared about. And that's the biggest thing I learned about how I was handling conflict in the past. Now I can, depending on the subject, there are still subjects that are very touchy for me that I, I will go off on somebody for. Um, and I'm, I'm fully aware of that and I'm sure there are ways for me to word things better, but they're topics that I'm very passionate about. And if you come at me any sort of way accusing me of something I didn't do or just in an accusational tone, I will flip shit. I, I am fully aware of that, but that's also something that's good is to be fully aware of the fact that I will do that. Um, But I definitely can, for the most part, sit down and talk and be like, listen, I didn't appreciate this. This is what happened. I don't agree with this. Like, this is my interpretations of what was said. It, like, is this true? Is this not true? Stuff like that. I And that's, I can talk that up to therapy. Therapy has definitely yeah. taught me, taught me how to sit down and, and, talk something out and be and either get what I want stand for my personal and self-respect or stand for the relationship and do I want to keep the relationship above all else do I want to get what I want above all else or do I want to keep my self-respect above all else and how to prioritize that not saying that anything is less than the other but what is most important to me in this conversation in this moment am I willing to lose a relationship over something am I willing to drop my self-respect down a little bit to keep the relationship am I willing to lose self-respect and a relationship to get what I want and just learning to be able to prioritize that and actually how to write out what I want to say and in a manner 
that is factual and not using you statements or I statements as a form of judgment and how people can, you know, take that as a judgment and as accusational and people get defensive when you use you statements or I statements. Um, has really, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect with that by any means. Um, I have my moments. We all do. Um, a therapist has been doing this for years. She, she has her moments still and she's very open about that. But, um, learning how to basically write out a script and be like, okay, this is the general lines of what I want to say and how I want to say it and to be able to follow that through has been the sole biggest change since I started therapy. You know what? I kind of feel the same way um, as in communicating. I feel like in the last three years, especially in the last three years, I've grown up to the point where I'm very good at community. It depends because if I'm talking to my sister, I'm not good at communicating because I and sometimes I want to slap her. But, you know, <laughs> sister stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's also a sister thing, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sisters are like that. Like, I feel like it's just yeah. a thing. I feel like we want, we sometimes want to slap each other too. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You agreed to that way too fast, Caitlin. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like one of. One of oh, the please. Like, you didn't want to slap the shit out of me at Cinema Makeup School several times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I got several people that told me, I don't know how you stand her. And I'm like, bitches, I stand all of you. <laughs> it's not just Caitlin that has a problem. All of you have problems. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that was the hardest thing for me in as far as getting over bitterness and resentment was how many of these fucking grown ass women and men were treating me like we were still in fucking high school. Yeah. It, yeah, it was very high schooly. It was so clicky. It was so high schooly. And I'm like, some of y'all are in your 30s. Some of y'all are in your late 20s. And you're acting like a fucking 16 year old. I'm sorry. If anybody should be acting like a 16 year old, it is the 18 year old. I'm saying the communication, I think it's also one of the things that both of us have grown in our different ways, but we've grown to learn how to communicate and how to listen to the other people too. Cause I think that's, that's one of the biggest, like you can say whatever you want, but if I'm not listening to you, I ain't going to understand shit. And I think that's, that's a very, uh, a thing that I've learned to, <laughs> to do. All right, next thing. How did you feel about yourself when things were different? I mean, it depends on the type of difficult. Well, okay. It says eating the best relationships have highs and lows. Reflect on how you personally manage when things may have been feeling uncomfortable or uncertain. You know what? Where I I'm very comfortable with uncomfortable things. I don't know why. Like weird things, awkward silence, and other stuff. I'm very comfortable with being uncomfortable. I don't know why. Maybe because I've been anxious my entire life. So <laughs> that might be a plus. Um, so I'm I'm really not that uh, not that afraid of it, and I'm not really. <laughs> 
uncomfortable because of it. Uh, and I'm also very kind of direct. This is true. So, so I'm, I'm probably, if, if there's something that I feel like it's being uncomfortable for the other person, I'm the one to speak up about it. Like, Sometimes. It I depends remember, on what it is. <laughs> I remember in cinema, like, when you approached me and were like, yo, like, this wasn't cool. I was like, I, you know when dogs get scolded and they put their tail between their legs and run away? Like, that's how I felt. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God. I was like, I'm that person that puts their tail between their legs and runs away. Like, I'm just that person. Um, yeah, you're not really that confrontational. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I hate confrontation. I, I hate it. I, 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 no, 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 I'm very confrontational. So that's why. Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with having such a strong two opposite polar opposite personalities as parents. Um, my mom doesn't like conflict. She just is like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. And her, she was raised to where if nothing, if nothing looks like it's wrong, if it's not talked about, nothing is wrong. And then my dad is very confrontational and very, this isn't okay. Um, we need to talk about this. You need to stop doing this. Um, and he was raised in a household where, you know, their dad did did beat them they were just gonna say that we're just gonna straight up say that um he did not do that to us i just want to make full disclaimer he did not hit us at all um but you know having two polar opposite personalities there are situations where i am the first person to say fuck you and there are situations where i'm going to tuck my tail and run and it's it's a battle in of itself because <laughs> the situations where I feel empowered to confront someone are situations that are not needed to be confronted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the situations where I tuck my tail and run are situations that need to be confronted. Um, that's another thing that I've definitely gotten a lot better at is being like, listen, I need to talk about this because this can't bottle up and blow up later on some stupid little thing. Like, this needs to be talked about now, and this needs to be resolved now. Now. You know what? I actually, I think that's that's one of, besides you learning that, I think after the year that we had in LA, um, I think it's, it's, you know, actually communicating at the moment has been one of the things that I implemented the most. Uh, probably from learning that, you know, <laughs> you might not be alive tomorrow, so you need to take your chance now. Whether that chance is a good thing or a bad thing, we'll see later on. But like, <laughs> communicate now. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like now I manage my feelings by, you know, talking to someone who I know can be, can show me that light of reason, whether that be my mom or my dad. Um, and therapy, we call it our wise mind person, that person that can kind of bring us back to center to see both sides of something. Um, depending on the situation, it's my mom, depending on the other, you know, depending on the situation, it's my mom or my dad. You know, if it's something that involves 
something super rational and numbers and business. Yeah, your dad. I go to my dad. If it's something, you know, emotional that something was, you know, done to me or someone I like, I go I go to my yeah, dad. Mama. Yeah, because she's very emotional and my dad is very rational and I am both. And it is hard to be both because sometimes a situation that might need emotion, I am overly rational. And a situation that might need ration, I am overly emotional. <sighs> it's exhausting. <laughs> I'm not like I am. I'm rational to some length. Like I'm not good with numbers, but I am very kind of rational with my emotions, depending on the situation. Yeah. There are like, I'm very good at kind of at the moment. So, okay. So when an emergency happens, I'm very good at acting at the moment and just pulling my, like putting my, my feelings behind and just doing what he has to get done. And then after everything is done, I freak the fuck out. <laughs> I literally love that you just said that because literally this past week in therapy on Wednesday, uh, this is something we talked about. The fact that, you know, I'm going into a, into a career where I am literally putting myself in the midst of chaos. I am literally putting myself in the middle of the most chaotic situation somebody is going to be in. When someone calls 911, they're in chaos. And yeah. everything around them is chaos and for the most part don't get me wrong there are situations where 911 probably wasn't necessary to call but to that person that is the scariest moment of their life yeah um and i told her i was talking to her and i was talking about how i try to do 72 hours worth of things in one day like my mother <laughs> and I said, I think I am trying to take that situation to where I am so inadvertently, I don't know if that's the right word. I am so calm, cool, and collected, able to get the single task I need to get done in an emergency. I am able to focus on that task, do that task, get that task done and be done. And I am able to sole focus on that and do that and be completely calm, cool, collected, not think about anything else. In that moment when there's an emergency going on, when there is chaos around me, I said, I think I take that home and I try to create that chaos around me 24-7 in order to try to get that calm, cool, and collected state. Yeah. And she was like, that is something we can work on. And she's like, I think that's, I said, I'm trying to get that calm, cool, and collected state, but I'm going the wrong way about it. I am trying to take the chaos of a career and put it into every day and put it into my everyday life. And I'm trying to create that emergency like chaos every day. So I'm able to sit and focus on one thing. And I was like, and that's obviously not doing me any good because um, it's not yeah. working. It's not working at all. Yeah, there needs to be a different way. Yeah. So we, I love that you brought that up, that you're calm in emergency situations because I'm literally the exact same way. And it sucks because I'm just trying to make it a 24-hour, 24-7 days a week type of thing. You know, like... Mm -hmm. I think for me at this point is that I'm such an anxious person that my anxiety just is just a calm state by now. Like, I'm not calm. On the inside, I'm freaking out. But on the outside, you're never going to know. Unless, you know, I have to be in front of my crush and talking to him. Then you're going to know. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm, I'm very anxious about the 
Weird. They're not weird. So obviously about my future is a thing that I think all of us right now are anxious or nervous or scared of and about. Um, but I'm, I'm very nervous about finishing school, doing my senior project. I'm very anxious about just living life. It's <laughs> what the fuck is life? <laughs> I don't know. I was literally just reading the little paragraph under the question of how do I manage my hurt feelings? And it said that just like on an airplane, you have to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before helping a loved one. Relationship stress is like this too. If you're not able to do what you need to, to feel whole, the other partner will be impacted. Don't forget the importance of self-care, especially when feeling hurt or sad. You know what? Now that you read that. So here's, here's one of my things. I, if I'm angry, depending on, on the type of angry I am, cause I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry, quote unquote, because it's not really being angry all the time. And I'm going to explode about anything like it. It's just little bursts of things that get me pissed off. But I'm not actually angry. When I'm angry, I get quiet. And when I get quiet, you'll need to run. <laughs> that's where the death comes in. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is when I get angry or when I get hurt, I prefer to take a step back go away, calm down. And then when I'm calm, like two days later, I can come back in and talk to you about it. But the moment I'm hurt and you keep talking to me, I'm just going to close off completely. I might even tell you how you're going to end up dying. Might be the case, might not be. But I prefer to just walk away and avoid hurting the other person too. Yeah. I mean, I experienced the quiet from you. Yeah, you I think you've you've been like one of like three people maybe that have seen me on the quiet state. And I think the thing is though is that made our relationship so much stronger because like I told you in that situation, the way I grew up with my friends, all of this was normal. And I have to realize coming out of this group of friends, coming out into the adult world. Yeah, no, but we I think we've had very I think that made us stronger for sure. But I think we've also had very deep and just very vulnerable times with each other. Like you've seen me at one of the worst moments if my in my life and I've seen you in one of those too and I think that was definitely one of the reasons why we connected so deeply to the point where we feel like sisters I mean you met me right two weeks not even a week after one of the worst moments of my life you met me and just being able to have a safe space to be vulnerable with somebody was so important to us in such a scary scary place because LA is fucking scary bro LA is terrifying you know what I was actually talking this is completely off topic again <laughs> I was talking to one of my friends a few days I think it was like a week ago we were talking about dreams and shit like that and like what we thought our futures were going to be like when we were younger and I told her like my dream my entire life I've always wanted to be an actress, but that's not the point. I always wanted to live in LA. Like that was my dream. 
when I finally got to fucking live in LA, the reality was completely different to what I expected. And after what happened, I was like, fuck this place. Fuck this shit. I am, I'm, I'm done. This is, this is definitely not the dream that I, that I, this is not the life that I want to have. I'm like, nope, I'm out of here. No, I literally like same thing. I always wanted to live in California, live where it's warm, Arizona, California, West Coast, wherever. I wanted to live somewhere it was warm. And then I got into <laughs> and then I got into social media and like the MagCon boys and Vine and YouTube and all of that. And I saw all these people living in LA and oh my God, how great it is and how great LA is. I loved it. It's bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit. It's a load of bullshit. I, when I visited there, I visited two weeks um, in November before I moved there in um, January uh, to, you know, find apartments, stuff like that. Um, I loved it. I was ready. I was like, I want to move here tomorrow. I wanted to move here yesterday. Like, let's go. I am so ready to live in LA. I love it. I cannot wait. And then I moved there and it is nothing. And I mean, nothing like you think it is. I'm shaking my head. You guys can see it, but I'm shaking my head. (laughs) You visit, you see the sights, you see the beaches, you go to, you know, your possible Beverly Hills and whatnot. Beverly Hills, you go to the apartment you want to rent and you walk to where the grocery store might be or whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, this is great. This is doable. I can do this. I'm going to tell you right now, nothing is doable. Nothing is doable in LA. And they say it's the city of angels, city of dreams, city of whatever. You can do anything you want when you're LA, when you're in LA. No, no. It's a city of drug addicts. It's a city of drug addicts. And fucking partying all the fucking time and city of money. we don't give a shit. It's a city of money. Unless you have money. Oh, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything in LA. You are not doing jack shit. I shit you not. My budget was $100 a week for groceries, which is already a lot. Coming from somebody who grew up in the Midwest, where you could spend $50 a week on groceries easy and feed your feed you and one other person, $100 a week is nothing in LA. A gallon of milk was like $4. Jesus Christ. Like... I like I don't understand. I literally I lost 20 pounds after moving to LA because I couldn't afford to eat. I gained the 20 pounds you lost. I gained them. <laughs> yeah, like listen, if your dream is to live in LA, go right ahead, do it and experience the whole thing for yourself. Maybe your experience will be completely different from ours, but to be honest, uh it, it kind of sucked. It was a pretty fucked up place. Maybe you need it. Yeah, yeah, same here. I don't ever want to go back, to be honest. Sometimes I just want to go back to be on the beach. Yeah. And to be in the weather, but I don't want to live there ever again. I don't like the weather. It's too hot and way too dry. Okay, we'll see. We're the opposite. I like hot and dry and you like cold. Yeah. And winter and cold. snow. Cold and wet. What positives can you take from the breakup? Uh... It wasn't meant to be, which is a good thing most of the time. Uh, Most of the time, it's always a good thing, pretty much. Um, 
also good things man you you get to when you actually take a step back and kind of evaluate the relationship you get to see what's good or what was good about it what was bad about it what you did wrong what you did right and what the other person did wrong and what they did right which all of those things you can take to your next relationship and you can take to yourself too like you can learn if if you know you get way too jealous about i don't know the dude talking to another girl you could just take that on yourself and really just kind of honestly jealousy is just kind of stupid but you can just get the you know the self-confidence to be you know trust the other person you're gonna be with and if you don't trust the other person because you think he's gonna cheat on you and you actual you actually have you know like actual facts to believe that he's gonna cheat on you then you should probably leave the other person just saying yeah i would say a positive that i at least took from um the breakup that happened between me and TJ before we got back together was I definitely took a minute to sit and focus on my recovery and my mental health and be able to take that minute to sit down and be like, okay, what do I need to change about myself to help my future relationship that I want? Um, and, you know, he stated something when we broke up that the universe is a fucky thing. And if we end up together, we end up together. If we don't, we don't. But we learned yeah. something from it. Um, and I still remember that. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I actually have to give it up to TJ, too, to both of you. But I've praised you enough already. <laughs> I have to give it up to TJ, man. I, I feel like he's also worked on himself a lot for, for this relationship. And I'm happy. And if you ever hurt Caitlyn, I'm going to break your face. But, you know. No, he's, he's definitely taken a second to do as much as he can to work on himself within the resources that he has. What is something you would change if you could go back in time? Nothing. Nothing? No, honestly, um, for me, see, here's the thing. Regretting or uh, wanting to change something means that in the future, I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have. So that's that's why I wouldn't do it. I, I don't regret the things that I've done, even the stupid shit that I've done. Oh, my God, I'm so stupid. Anyway, I, <laughs> I don't regret doing those things because at the end, whether it was good or bad, it has made me into the woman that I am today. And I'm proud of who I am. Yeah, no, I agree. I There is one quote I used to see floating around for a little bit that... Um, Try not to regret anything because at one point in time, that was exactly what you wanted. Um, and, I, you know, talking about it in therapy, we have learned to put a disclaimer that does not apply to traumas and traumas. Yeah, yeah, of course. You might have been talked into doing something or guilt into doing something, obviously. That is something you are more than welcome to feel regret about. Um, that is not your sole choice um yeah, yeah that is okay that's perfectly fine you to feel regret about that but as far as like me deciding to get into a certain relationship or not or me saying i'm going to break up with this person or this person's going to be my rebound or blah 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 whatever like i don't regret those decisions because in the end 
I learned something from each and every relationship I've been in. And I have grown from every relationship I've been in. And my relationship now is stronger because of that. Um, So there are things that I would change as far as like, maybe I wouldn't blow up as quickly or whatever, but like I'm doing that now. And this is a relationship that matters the most to me. So that's all that matters. Those relationships in the past didn't matter as much as this relationship does. So that's all, all I got on that one. Um, all right. What are non-negotiables for you in terms of a partner? My time, my space. I like it. I, uh, I'm, I'm very, so I'm very, I like being alone and as an ambivert, I need my time to recharge. And so for me, I actually had this, I think it was with the LA dude. I have a thing where when I need to recharge, I'm not going to contact anyone except maybe my family. And that's a maybe, (laughs) but you know, I, I need my time by myself. That's all I need. And I remember asking him and he's like, well, you hate me then because you don't want to be with me. You don't love me. And I'm like, I don't love you anyway, but that's another thing. (laughs) He's like, you don't want to spend time with, and he got so insulted by it. And I'm like, uh, what part of, I need to recharge to be the best person that I can be. Do you not understand? And that's, that's a thing that I need. Yeah. You need to recharge to be the best person you can be for yourself and for that person. Yeah. And I 100% understand that. Um, I have my moments with certain people where I'm like, I just need, I need, I need you to not talk to you for a couple days and I need to sit and I need to be me and I need to come back at a later time. And, you know, there's one friend where we can go weeks, months, hours, whatever, without talking or responding to one another. And we don't care. Like we just, that's just how we are. And we're fine with it. We pick up the conversation where it left off and we go from there. Um, My non-negotiables would be, you need to trust my knowledge with what I have and what I have done. Um, So please do not question, you know, how I train my dog, how I know about these animals and this animal and that animal, because I grew up showing livestock. I grew up showing dogs. I grew up with these animals and raising these animals. So please do not question it. And if you do, I will come at you for it. Um, And, you know, I'm going to say TJ's learned that the hard way. Um, But like, these are things you have to have respect for what I did for 10 years of my life since third grade. You have to have respect for that. You don't make fun of me for it. Don't be like, that's weird, whatever. Like you have to have respect for what I did for 10 years of my life. And that was the sole 10 years where my brain was fucking like forming the most important things it needed to form. And that is half of why I am the person I am today is because of those 10 years showing in 4-H. I am half the person I am today. I am independent. I am strong-willed. I am stubborn. I speak up for myself because of 4-H. Because of my mother, because of my parents, but because of 4-H. Stubborn as fuck. Let me tell you that. (laughs) No, but you know what? Yeah, you're right. Respect not only on your thing, but whatever it is, just respect the other person. Absolutely. Here's my thing. If you make fun of my Spongebob or my books or the fan that I am of things that I am, I am going to get angry. And I honestly, it... 
pisses me off. I I'm I'm definitely never gonna accept that. So you know, just have respect for the other person's interests. And you know what? You can actually learn a lot from their interests uh, and kind of learn about yourself and what they like them. And also try to listen to the other person's um, passions and interests because sometimes you can learn or most of the time you can actually learn a lot about the other person by the things they like. You know, one of the things that I've liked about my crush right now is the fact that we've talked a lot about music and I've told him a lot of my tastes in music, which a lot of people don't appreciate. And I don't I don't care, honestly. But he's been like, no, I actually I understand. And he's very open to listening to them and watching the music videos and like sharing that with me. And I'm like, (laughs) I get all fluffy inside. Now I get that. Me and TJ have very opposite music tastes. Mm-hmm. And TV tastes. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say completely opposite, but he almost always wants to watch a comedy. And I have to be in a very specific mood to watch a comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I can't watch one every day. I can't watch a cartoon every day. I can't, I can't do it. I'm very much drama, true crime. Yeah. I like that because a lot of the drama shows I watch actually have a very good mix of drama and comedy. So you have your dramatic moments, but you have your comedic relief. And that's what I need. Like, I can't just have straight comedy all the fucking time. Like, I just can't do it. I have to be in a super, like, specific mood. Um, I also have to be in a certain mood to watch an anime. And he loves anime. And I love my animes. Don't get me wrong. I just cannot do it every day. I can't do it every day. I can't do it every night. Like I have to be in a specific mood. And when I watch an anime, I sit and I watch it for the whole season, like the whole thing, like in one fucking take because I can't, I can't. And then I'll forget about it for like months at a time. And I'll have to go back and rewatch it because I just fell out of that mood. And I was like, I can't watch this anymore. So that's what, I mean, that's hard. That's a hard one is when you you can't agree on something to watch. Yeah. Okay, next question. All right, last one. What do you want from this separation? What do you mean? What separation? So it says, breakup is a time to reevaluate your wishes. There's so much information out there on what you should do after breakup. Delete them from social media, stay friends, never speak again, stay in contact with your mom. Believe me, I've seen it all. The truth is there's no right or wrong answer as long as you're not feeling pressured into making a decision. Figure out what you want your post-breakup relationship like and honor that. So, what do you want out of the breakup? Do you, you know, like, what do you want from them? Oh, no, fuck that. They're dead to me. <laughs> I'm not, I'm I'm not good at keeping friends with, with somebody that, no, I can't. Yeah. I will say I agree with the fact that I'm not good at keeping friends with that person as far as, like, keeping in contact with them as thing. But I'm always open to reconnecting later um because you know we have hopefully grown um i mean that's the exact fucking thing that happened with me and tj like yeah you know he even suggested like staying friends and i was like i can't i was like i told him i was like i I literally can't i can't do it like i'm too emotionally invested to be able to just stay friends with you um and we took that space it was what six months that we 
we were broken up and we took that space and then two shitty people happened and I was like fuck this you know what I don't want space I want this person and I reached out I reached out I was like two fucking idiots happened that's what happened (laughs) anyway that's not the point but yeah that's so here's no I can't (laughs) but I think it's different for every relationship so I think like before I'm right on board with you all these people were dead to me Every single person I do not talk to, never have talked to again, do not care about. Um, There was one that reached out to me when he was in college and was talking to me for a little bit, but I really didn't entertain it at all. I was just kind of... No, I think the only person you you did that to was TJ. And that's that's it. I think... And I also think it's because it was TJ. Absolutely. And I have said this a million times. I've said this to him. I knew he was different the minute I let him smoke a cigarette on our first date. Damn. Because I hate cigarettes. Yeah, same. I, I can't stand being around them. I can't stand being around people who are smoking them. I cannot stand cigarettes. And I and I told him this. I said, I knew you were different the minute I let you smoke a cigarette on our first date. I was like, it would be something to worry about if I didn't let you smoke that on our first date. I still am encouraging him to quit cigarettes and he is working on it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but I knew he was different the minute I let him smoke a cigarette yeah so here's here's my thing it's not that i was emotionally invested but for me and this is just knowing myself for me to get ahead with myself and to evaluate the relationship and to just move on from that relationship i needed to be done completely done i'm not i'm never gonna say never but i'm I'm definitely keeping that door shut i'm not going back to any of the people so there's only one person in my life that i dated so we dated before i left for london and we kind of had a long distance dating relationship while i was in london um and we broke up while i was in london when i went back to costa rica he was angry at me with he, he had reasons to be angry but that's not the point i reached out to him and i was like listen i like i want you in my life i want to be your friend so we ended up dating again but we he was never my boyfriend i was never his girlfriend but we dated we went on dates anyway we ended up breaking up again (laughs) i left for la came back after la so here's the thing after the traumatic experience of la (laughs) yeah this is so annoying but after that experience i i just kind of had to have the people that i wanted in my life and i needed to get him back and not back to being a relationship but back as a friend and so i i reached out to him i told him the whole situation that happened and i'm like this is why i'm here i want you in my life you're one of the best people that i've ever met i just need you and i want you and he's like okay we we can work in a relation in a friendship relationship type of way and we we're still friends he was one of the people that was there with me when i was saying goodbye goodbye to my family and to this day we talk all the time we said we were gonna do a facetime and i'm still waiting for his call motherfucker (laughs) yeah like i mean i think that touches on the thing of it depends on the person and the relationship that you had yeah um 
if it was something that, you know, you didn't feel the strongest connection with, or if it was somebody who was toxic or abusive or just not the right person, you are 100% entitled to just cut that person off. Um, you're 100% entitled to cut that person off no matter what. Um, it's your life. You get to decide who is in it and who is not. Um, but I think like, it really depends on the person. Like I haven't talked to any of my exes from high school. I haven't talked to any of the ones from when I lived in Pennsylvania. I haven't talked to the last two. I don't care. Like, to get me wrong, I care to an extent in that I hope that they are alive and doing whatever they want to do with their life. Like, I don't... You're a very nice person. I don't even care about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, I don't wish death or harm or... Neither do I, but at the same point, they're dead to me, so I don't... Mm. Yeah, like, I guess I'm getting along the lines of, like, I don't wish them any... Harmful their way. Ill, Ill wishing. I don't... That's yeah, I don't wish them any ill anything. Like, I don't wish them to be, you know, um, having money troubles, having family problems, having home problems. Like, I don't wish that on them um, because I did care about them at some point and I still do to an extent care about them in a way that they are a human being and I do not wish that on human beings to be in a struggle that is like that because it's not a fun struggle and I don't wish that struggle on anybody except for one person at the moment, but that's because he fucked my mom over and you don't fuck my mom over. Um... Yeah, um, but like I don't I don't wish that on any of my exes like um, the last ex the one with kids like I was solely helping him trying to get custody of one of his daughters because the mom was not the best person to be to have custody of that girl like she wasn't allowing him to see her and he wanted to be in her life he wanted to be a father to her and I really do hope that, you know, he is able to be in his daughter's life and be able to maybe get custody or shared custody or whatever. Like, I hope he ends up being in his daughter's life because I don't wish somebody to be taken away from their kid's life. Like, that's just shitty. So, like, I don't care if he makes it as a fucking dancer or whatever. Like, I don't care. You do you. But I do hope that you end up being in your daughter's life. Like, she's so young. Like, I do help hope that you end up being in her daughter's life. The one before that, like, I hope you move up through the ranks in the company that you're working for. I Because you enjoyed it. You liked it. I hope you keep moving up the ranks there. You know, I hope you get your independence from your family and you move on from your family. I hope you get that. I don't want to be in your life. I don't want to have anything to do with it, but I hope you succeed in what you want. Like, that's just the type of person I am. Like, just because I don't want to be in your life or want to be a part of your life doesn't mean that I want you to be in the dumps and in the shits and horrible, horrible life. Like, I I don't necessarily care to check up on you. Yeah. What I hope you're doing well. <laughs> That's all I got from that. Caitlin is a very nice person. I, I nope. <laughs> I am not. I'm not. I'm not gonna wish any harm to to the people that are no longer in my life. But I honestly could not care less. 
I'm an asshole. I don't care. Honestly, I'm just <laughs> like if you're you're living your life, it's cool. But for me, you're dead. So I, I cannot have any care for you at all. Nothing. Yeah. So anyway, you guys, we hope you have enjoyed this podcast, long AF podcast. Uh, we talked a little bit about rejection and crushes and <laughs> I gained a new strength. <laughs> we definitely talked a lot about breakups. Um, mm-hmm. And a little update on our on our life, too. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a life update. Uh, yeah. yeah. But rate subscribe comment all that jazz so we can get more um whatchamacallit screening not screening i don't know what you're gonna call it but so that we can be seen (laughs) (laughs) so yeah rate subscribe all that jazz um enjoy your day night wherever you may be Goodbye, friends, Romans, countrymen. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you have a nice week ahead of you. And yeah, that is it for today's episode.